Presonus Audio, presonus.com. They are the title sponsor of the ABV Podcast. If you're looking to jump into the podcast game, or maybe you just need to upgrade your equipment, they've got all the things you need to make your podcast sound as great as it should be. Whether you want to get a Revelator mic, or you want to get some of their PD-70 microphones to make your podcast sound that much more professional, they have everything you need. Audio interfaces and a whole lot more. Check them out online at presonus.com. Pelican Craft Brands, bringing you all of your favorite local craft beer to store shelves from inside the state of Louisiana and across the country, like Spindle Tap over in Texas, Pontoon Brewing out of Georgia, and so many more. And that's why it makes all the sense in the world for the ABV Podcast to partner up with Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters is another great company that we partner with here on the ABV Podcast. Because not only do we love craft beer, but we also love craft coffee as well. Small batch craft roasted coffee that is roasted daily so they can control the roasting process and deliver to you a great quality product. Best coffee. I drink it all the time. You should as well. Check them out online. Cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. In honor of LSU's victory in the College World Series against the Florida Gators, Cliff Decato and HopsInTheHollows.com presents their tribute to the thick boy himself, Tommy White, a.k.a. Tommy Tanks. Get your special limited edition 11-ounce Libby Heavy Bass Rocks Glass now at HopsInTheHollows.com for the low price of $18. Enjoy your favorite whiskey in this special limited edition Rocks Glass as you replay LSU's victory against the Florida Gators. Get it now at hopsinthehollows.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we love talking about them too. We do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Chuck P. here with a brand new episode of the ABV Podcast, season three of the podcast. That's crazy. It's still nuts that I'm on season three of this thing. Uh, 100 episodes in the books, hopefully another 100 episodes to go. Uh, this one is a pretty special one for me. It's a concept, an idea I've had for a while that I've wanted to do, and I've just been really busy and haven't been able to execute it the way I want. But I've I found some free time last month and was able to reach out to some brewers for this concept. I don't have a fancy name for it. I'm just calling it the Brewer's Roundtable. And it's basically uh, getting these guys together in a room from different breweries and just drinking some beer and, and talking about whatever they want, whether it's about the craft beer industry, uh, whose hops you know do they love the most. They love Citra hops more than Galaxy or what have you. Uh, if they want to talk about music, movies, I didn't care. I just wanted to get these people in a room together and just talk. Because a lot of the times when these uh, brewers do talk with other brewers it's normally at a beer festival if they're doing a collaboration or if they happen to pop into you know another brewery for beer and it's i just felt like they need more time to hang out together so that's the whole basis of this get these guys in a room hang out just chill drink some beers and talk about whatever and uh we talked a lot this one was about two hours and 40 minutes (laughs) so i'm not dropping the whole thing right now i broke it up in two parts this is part one i'll release part two of this uh, probably next month, but 
for now, I want you guys to enjoy this episode. It's really fun. We had a blast. Huge shout out to Justin and Caleb with Cypress Coast for hosting this first edition of the Brewers Roundtable. Uh, and uh, it was a blast. So without further ado, here you go. Episode one, I guess, of the Brewers Roundtable or just Brewers Roundtable podcast. I don't know. I don't know what I'm calling it yet. If you guys got a better name than that, please send it to me so I can use that instead. Uh, but yes, this is part one of a two and a half hour podcast <laughs> featuring Cypress Coast Brewing, Agile Brewing and Gillow Brewing Company. I had everything going and starting to heat up the liquor tank and then like that weather moved through and I'm like, it didn't even rain but I was paranoid. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck do I do? Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't fry the equipment out of Struma, but it would, we'd lose power for like three or four hours at a time. See? So if it, I was about to brew in the morning, I saw weather coming up. Like, like nope, not doing it today. Yeah, we lose a phase and then like it just shorts things out. So, like, it's just those random relays, contacts, just something gets fried. Right. Um, the last time it wasn't too bad because we knew what it was. It wasn't our temp ropes or anything, luckily, this time. But the other time, it was like the 4th of July, so everybody was out of town, so we couldn't rush it, so it just took forever. And multiple things got fried the first time. So, like, it was one of those things, like, replacing this showed us this wasn't firing, which showed us this was I really need to learn more electrical. I feel like you got to be like an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning against my will right now. Just right. do it. Uh, <laughs> brewery is rough. Yeah. I can do something now. I couldn't do that at first, but I. Doesn't respect you. Yeah, <laughs> you respect the gunner. No, right, yeah. Going in and knocking another dimension. I respect this bullet. Yeah, <laughs> we had a guy that came in and was doing some things with us. And when I was, we were talking. I told him saying that I was like, hey, just electricity terrifies me. I can like replace a socket, little things like that. Yeah. But it's all like fan, but that stuff, no, no, hell no. And he's like, yeah, man, you just gotta do it. Like his arm was all burnt up, and I was like, "Look at He was like, in there. "Just do he it, man!" Like, oh man, I was doing this control panel and something arc, and it just blew the uh, chain link fence and all on me. And I was like, "How bad was it?" He lifted his shirt. He just had chain link his entire front of his body. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Dude, what did you do?" And he's like, "I went to work the next day." It's like how? And he's like, "It's like falling off a bike. You just got to do it." <laughs> Fuck that, bro. That's exactly why I don't want to do this. What's up, man? What's up? All right. You're a of why I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> Fuck all that. Yeah. Everything about that sounds Right. What's up, Caleb? Not much. Just getting off work. Yeah. How are we all? Good. Uh, I'll wait for him to get back. I was about to say, what do, what do we... 
drink first. Yeah, was he grabbing something? Oh, you haven't had I, it yet? I took a crawler and I haven't drank it. I brought a so. crawler juice run. <laughs> juice run's drinking really nice right now. There's a shit ton of brew parade lagers over there, so I'll skip all this. So. Nice. Crispy boys. Yeah, so what's up with uh, Robert? Just like dropping and he got like yeah, right right cancer and stuff. I think oh, he's, yeah. I mean, I think I he's a. We don't, we I don't have to drink it all either. I know he's going with the treatment and all. He's, I don't want to say he's okay, but he, he looking kind of skinny. You want to start with so something light and then yeah, work our way crazy. to the heavy stuff, I guess? I have yeah, a message, want to do it. I have a message now. I need to. Because yeah. I think today is his birthday. Thanks. Last time, he messed me wanting to do a collab, and I just haven't gotten back. Yeah, yeah we haven't done a collab a with him. Every time we've done a collab with him, something catastrophic has happened with the state. <laughs> so, like, we haven't done anything with him. Yeah, doing it for the greater good. Yeah. Well, so. You're going to jinx it. The one year we did a collab with them, and they canned it, and it was during COVID, and me and Caleb both had COVID. And then when uh, they came here to brew, the hurricane hit, and so they couldn't leave because it was a hurricane, and I think one of those, uh, just, just not destroyed or anything, but like, yeah, just dealt with it down there, so they couldn't leave, so we've done nothing but like virtual collab. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's how most of the clouds start anyway. It's yeah, like, just kind of virtual. It's like, hey, you got an idea? All right, yeah, we, we yeah, brewed it last weekend. Spot. All right. I mean, I haven't had this beer before. And I'm <laughs> about, so. Fair well, enough. I was trying to make it out this weekend, but it's all good. So. Everybody get a little closer to the table if you can. That was the first New England IPA I brewed by myself in like two years. I just don't like brewing because I don't like drinking them. But I'll drink it. It's a like solid favorite beer. beer to I think it's more of like an angst aspect to it. It's like I don't want to like be a part of the system. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. That'd be a good hazy day. <laughs> Not part of the system. Angst or something. Angst, yeah. I hate you. I feel I feel like that's a a thing with a lot of well, yeah. well brewery angst, yes, that's a thing. But like a lot of breweries just saying like brewers nice. in general. Like the hazy IPAs just aren't everyone's favorite from a brewing from a brewing standpoint like a lot of you guys like you know the crispy boys and you know and the and the the, the lagers and the, like the oktoberfest and stuff like that and you i'm not saying you don't like the ipas but it's the fact it's like this is what everybody wants and if you try to brew something else they're just like oh this isn't hazy and i don't want to drink it yeah i think if you look at like things from um like when brewers get together it's like 50% crispy boy loggers and stuff, right. and then like one person's drinking an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime they have like a brewer conference and stuff like that, they ask the brewers, what do you like? What are you drinking right now? Lager. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like you're yeah. Do German Pilsner. Yeah, that's what everybody wants <laughs> to Why? Because it's fucking hot in the brew space. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes me like, because we did a, did y'all have that 225 article about the food and shit and pairings? So she came and did it, she didn't tell us what it was about. It was like, hey, I'm doing this article. I was like, okay, I'll do it. That's fine. She sits down, like, hey, so I was like, what is the article about? Oh, it was like food pairings and beer. And I'm like, we don't serve food. She's like, we'll figure it out. 
We'll figure so it out. Dude, like, I, dude, I almost texted you to warn you because I was first. Yeah. She, she, and they were highly technical questions. Yeah. Like, And I was like, okay, well, who else are you going to talk to? And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hit Cyprus and uh, I think Rally. Tin Roof, I think. No, yeah, no, yeah. they said they had done Tin Roof yeah. before, so they were leaving them out. And I told her, I said, well, Tin Roof would be perfect. They have a food truck. Yeah, I was right. like, Cyprus doesn't Y'all have, have food. A food truck. We <laughs> yeah. don't. Right, doesn't. right. And Rally doesn't either. And she was like, oh, they'll be fine. You yeah. know, they can answer. I was like, oh, she like, oh, God, good luck. Says, can't ask this, can't ask yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? What what beer goes best with this balsamic reduction? Yeah, right. It was, well, it was stuff like that. It was like when you're, when you're making a menu. And I was like, well, we don't make a menu. She's like, well, when you bring in food trucks. And I was like, it's who's available. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> so... She was like, y'all don't control that menu. That's no, no, no. And she was like, well, when you go out, what do you like? And I was like, bro, I didn't say it like this. I was like, I'm sorry, trash. Give me a burger and like paps. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Well, how do you pair the food that you're eating with the beer? And I was like, it goes by cultural. So like, I'm eating sushi. I'm getting a Japanese rice lager. <laughs> right. I'm eating German. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm not that technical. Like, they just don't get it. No. They don't I was like, there's, understand. I know, there's, I was like. There's arguments people want a beer that stands up to the food, or like that's all subjective though. I don't mind Right. It's like wine here. It's so bougie. Yeah, I feel like when I do pick something and it's cultural like that, it's not because I think it's gonna taste the best with the yeah. food. It's just like a win and run. It's the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I hit the record button. We're, Sweet. We're running. There you go. I didn't, I didn't capture anything too provocative. Did not mean to. But the night is still young. There are beers to drink. Uh, so I decided to do a roundtable episode. I haven't done this. I've been wanting to do this for a while and get brewers from around the area together. And we just sit and we drink beer. We talk shop and stuff. So uh, we're at Cypress Coast. Caleb and Justin, thank you guys for hosting tonight. Awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, Dean and Dylan and Keith from Agile. Thank you guys for being here as well. No problem. Brad no from Gilla. By myself. Right by yourself. Bobby Soldier. What a yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, some like, some like parent teacher conference. Like, man, any kind of early parent teacher conference? Right. Like, no, school just, just started. started. Yeah, it's like, dude. Late, that, all right. That's not saying uh, good things about his <laughs> yeah. children, apparently. Yeah, they, they had like a bomb threat at Santa Monica. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't saw know, that. Kind of shit. There were bomb threats <laughs> at three schools in Livingston Parish, two out in Ascension, and then somewhere else. I'm like, Man, if you don't want back in the day when you didn't want to go to school, you just skipped. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> Kids Kids well, they had what days. last week? Cap, uh, Catholic and uh, Catholic all and, that happened. Yeah, Bad yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, they shut. Uh, St. Joseph's shut down, mm-hmm. locked down, but it was, I thought it was at Baton Rouge High. It wasn't at... It's at Baton Rouge, but because Catholic's like two blocks across the right. street. Yeah, they just shut down the whole of, area. Out of abundance of caution or whatnot. But it screwed us because we're on government and they shut government down. So yeah. we were like... Well, luckily, it, everybody was safe, obviously, luckily. But also, <laughs> <laughs> they, they opened up government, so we're able to be... There was like a bomb this. threat. Look, those guys. It was, yeah. was horrible that day. It was <laughs> fake. Yeah, it was fake. Business wasn't bad. <laughs> had a lot of, had a lot of uh, just angry teachers show up and drink a bunch of beer. Yeah, nothing else to do. Yeah, right. Uh, so, first beer we're opening. This is the Juice Run from Gila. Uh, is this the DDH? This is the, one, yeah. this is the only one we got right okay. now. It's just a regular label that we had left over in the sea can. <laughs> I love that label. It's, like, it's right. a great label, though. <laughs> Thanks. Is that a Decato yeah. label? Uh, yeah. Most of our labels are Decato labels. Sorry about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proud sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Hopsandhollows.com for all your glass. Uh, he is a sponsor, but I got I to give him shit just because I can. Uh, yeah, this is drinking nice right now. This yeah, really it turned out pretty good. Is there a galaxy in this? Yeah, it's a Citra Galaxy Nelson. Oh, wow. Galaxy I was about to say, let's let everybody try to guess what yeah. the hops are. Yeah. <laughs> galaxy and Nelson. Yeah. Can always taste Galaxy. Like, yeah. Galaxy's got that, that passion, fruity, resiny, thick, oily. I was about to say, what's the distinct note on Galaxy? I find that, you know, when you use the three together, they're great in unison, but like, you can te- definitely tell the Galaxy and the Nelson overshadows the Citra. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Galaxy's always like a little bit of peach, but then it's like hit or miss year to year. I feel like sometimes it's super earthy, yeah. and almost like a dank quality, and then other times it's just extra fruity. So this year they had the uh, like wildfire with some batches were. That was last year. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah, last year's crop. That's why they were fire say, yeah. quote fire sailing them. Yeah. Pun. That squirrel comes here every afternoon at this time. I have no idea. Probably wants some oh, hey, beer. Yeah. Yeah. He wants wants beer, man. That's why. Yeah. I, I put a bowl of water out for him, honestly. So yeah. <laughs> the, the 2020 was 2022 Galaxy wasn't like I think not anything to write home about. The 21 Galaxy was amazing. Yeah, 20 yeah. and then 21 were the two best, and I I agree. Like Galaxy's always up and down. It's yeah. super inconsistent. I feel like, but like when it's on, it's. Wait, when was yeah. the split with a fire? I thought that was last year. It was two years ben, ago. I think they sold it in 22, but it was 21 crop. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Is, is that but it wasn't everything. It was like just oh, kind of sporadic. So like breweries were using it and then... Some would like, get bad results. Oh, some were not, yeah. right? Why yeah. is our IPA smoky? <laughs> okay, you want to make a smoke IPA? Yeah. <laughs> Here no, you no. go. Please, no. Nah. Never. <laughs> what, y'all, what y'all's thoughts on smoke? I love them when they're executed well. But how often are they executed well? That's that's my thing. Like I, I don't think I've ever had a well executed. Less than one percent. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple homebrews that were solid, but it was really dialed down smoke. Yeah. It was like notes of. Right. But usually it's overdone. Yeah. I think the only one I've ever had is the Sierra Nevada. I used to do like a an autumn smoked brown, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that one a lot. But it was like a kiss of smoke, like barely any. Right. Reason. Anchorage did their smoke porter, and I enjoyed that one. Was that Alaskan smoke? Yeah, yeah. Alaskan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one's great. But CBC and at Barique, they had a uh, Grotzer, which is like a oh, smoked no. wheat beer, but it was, it was done very, very well. It was only like 3.8% ABV, but man, it was a freaking crusher, dude. It was hmm. awesome. That's all I was drinking. But like the whole CBC week, they had like guest drafts and all kinds. Yeah. They even had a Parlo. Oh, wow. There. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I just always feel like I just always feel like every smoke beer I've had is it's either like just like you said like a touch of smoke like a hint notes of smoke or it tastes like I'm drinking ashtray water well or it tastes like liquid smoke it doesn't take much to ruin a beer right now didn't we discuss whenever we did um boom (laughs) boom stick like something like doing some kind of smoke malt and I think think finally we were just like Thank you. I think originally it was going to be a smoke border, and then we yeah. kind of came to our senses. We were brewing at my, well, your yeah, place yeah. is small and my place. We were brewing at my place. Like, that means I got to buy a whole bag of smoked wheat. And let's go that call Keith because he still had the homebrew shop at the time. But I don't think he had any smoked wheat. 
or smoke them all at the time. Right. So I was like, all right, well, scratch that idea. Because yeah. really, I think in a five-barrel batch, all you need is like maybe two, yeah. two and a half pounds, maybe three. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah. All right, Dane Challenge. Get you a smoked beer over there on that, on that menu <laughs> board. I, I like smoked beer, but it's the issue of you put it on tap and it just doesn't move. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that whole that, line is getting replaced. Yeah. So, so here's a good question for for y'all, Dean, Keith, and Dylan. Y'all can y'all. So we have 25 taps, 20, 24, 25 taps. 23, 23, ish. <laughs> the secret ones, man. Have, have you guys had a beer up there that just didn't move? You thought that it would, and it just kind of just sat there. Is everything pretty much moving as yeah. you expected? Yeah. No, I mean, there's some things that move quicker than we expect. There's sure. some things that don't move yeah. as quick as we want. So we've pulled stuff and just reserved it, threw another beer on, it sells out, then we put it back on. Right. You know, it's just kind of like changing up the lineup, the landscape, moving around on the board, and all of a sudden people start ordering it. It's it's kind of, it's a weird dynamic. Uh, we generally know what styles are going to yeah. move well and not yeah. move well. We don't have too many of those on at once. The fact that, that y'all have so many different styles up there, I think, is is good for a lot of people that are particular about what they want to drink or not sure what they want to drink. If they want to come and try to, like, they're coming with someone who is just getting into craft beer, y'all have enough styles on the board where they can do flights and just be like, drink through this. Find, you're going you're gonna to find something you like. That's, that's what I dig about what y'all do with at Agile. And then having the food over there, those burgers are so good. Like, they're delicious. And the, the chicken, the crackling. Yeah. That's so don't talk about the crackling because they, uh, Cisco won't let us buy it anymore. Oh, oh no. What the fuck? Garbage. I've gone through like four different replacements and none of them are similar. So we're still searching right now. Dude, I'll tell you right now. There's a restaurant that basically wanted exclusive rights to it and said, told Cisco you can't sell it to anybody else except us. Local restaurant? I don't know. Yeah, they won't blast. tell me. <laughs> I, I have a buddy that has a restaurant on Florida. It's called Opie's. And mm. he does pork belly crack. I know Opie's. Yeah. And the crack one over there is stupid good. Yeah. Good. So we're looking for replacements right now. He does uh, catering. Maybe we can talk to him. Maybe yeah, I might need to. Crackling and curds, man. That's a go-to. That's I'll a put curds. that chicken. I got a burger there one time and put the crackling on the burger. The best decision, special. not for my arteries, but for my stomach. <laughs> Man. It was it was fucking really really good. Man. Speaking of beers that either sell or don't sell, like Agile makes it very good. What y'all do a Northern English brown ale, whatever kind of brown ale you guys do, works very well for those guys. We've had a brown ale on tap. It's very good. It's been on tap since like November of last year. It's just it's wild because me I guess it goes back into demographics. Okay. Us and Gonzalez. We have a Rotary Club that comes through. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that helps. So, like in Gonzalez, like we've had to tailor our beer menu basically juiced out sour and pale lager. Like, yeah. That's really all we're brewing right now. Um, anything else just doesn't sell. Like, I brought some Saison tonight. It's a great Saison, but. Nobody's buying saisons. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants saisons. Nobody buys <laughs> I mean, Nobody Belgians likes in general. I was going to ask if y'all, if Agile, 
sells many. I mean, y'all, could y'all have a good bit of Belgian we, we have. We brought Devious Host tonight for y'all. That's the nine percent blonde. I, I love. We that. cannot <laughs> keep that beer in stock. <laughs> yeah. like, we're about to, we're, we're thinking of a can and a beer. Sure. Yeah. We're actually sending kegs of it out, and it's sold out within a week. Yeah, it's all faster than a brown. Yeah, I think the problem. Well, I think the problem is, is like the Louisiana, like you got four, five, four, ten. That's yeah. what I want. Like, yeah, that's just some yeah. people are like that. So well, and uh, fast pace. Our double IPA doesn't sell well in draft because people don't want to drink a nine three double IPA right. when they're out and about. That's, but yeah. the four packs, I do, sell out all the time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know, we just can more of that now versus you know keg it and it seems to work out well for us. That's good. Yeah. Well, I say that even if we brew a saison, like a saison or something, it's going to sit around. We know it's a four-month, yeah. yeah, six-month turnaround of that. We're a very small system, so like... Yeah. Now, when, when, you, when you guys do that here at Cypress, are y'all doing that basically because that's a beer style that you guys want to brew and you want to drink that yourselves as well, but you want to get people interested in that style who maybe haven't had it before yeah because you know like you said you know it's going to sit for a little while and it's not going to move yeah, like everything else and i does. think we also have like the following that people know like we do those kind of things and so they know when they come here they're going to get like an amber or an english style or stuff like that. they don't see in other places because we're so small we can do that yeah um so even the smaller not hot sellers or however you want to word it like we still do okay with because we're making such small batches that like it'll move eventually um and we have enough people locally in the neighborhood that are into beer thank god that they'll come in and buy it so that's good. like a saison or a belgian it's not moving for us honestly but it doesn't sit for eight ten months either so i think our, our brown we brewed like what five times like five yeah. one barrel batches and they'd sell out within two weeks every time so then we just started brewing seven barrels of it, like half big batches. And then now we can at least have it on for longer than same, same with the two weeks. Too. Like we're yeah. kind of hesitant to brew a big batch of it because yeah. it's like, is it going to stay this popular? You know, so I think it's that. also how you sell it because like we do that English mild, that dark mild, and people come in and they're like, I want an amber. I'm like, I don't have an amber, but I've got this dark mild and it kind of fills the same role. So like, you know, everybody drinks Blue Moon. So like... Saison's not exactly the same, but depending if it's fruity or not, like you can maybe sell it. And honestly, after a pint or two, most people are fine. Like you tell them what they taste, and they right. that's what they taste. <laughs> like we, the truth. Also <laughs> true. Also, yeah. We had that talk with an ESB recently. It was like we're gonna call it an ESB, but not use the word bitter. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody, yeah. Freak out on yeah. It. We did ESBs, and everybody's like, I don't want anything bitter. Like, it's not bitter. It's, <laughs> it's, it's English standards. Because once you start, it's like, yeah, no, you're going to get a little bitter, but no one like pale ale, and then you're going to get the roast, you're going to get the fruit, and they open their mind up to it, and then you watch them drink two or three. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can, if, if you present it to people the right way. Yeah. 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 And that's, that, I think, what helps with that is having knowledgeable staff behind the bar that mm-hmm. can explain that to people where they understand it, where you're not, they don't feel like you're talking down to them. Right. But you're also trying to get the point over, it's like, no, just, just open your mind a little bit and just try it. Drink out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, explore the studio space. Yeah. Bruce Dickinson once said. <laughs> uh, I had a question that then just immediately jumped out of the escape. Oh, you were meant you mentioned like and someone wanted to drink an amber. Have any of y'all had the this newest uh, fat tire recipe? 
I haven't not tried it. I didn't yet. even know they did a new yeah, recipe. I can't tell you the last time it was I actually bought a beer from the store. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to be like bougie. Or no. 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 I, I'm with you. No. This yeah. was this was an article I saw online because, you know, Fat Tire was an amber, mm-hmm. but now they're marketing it as an ale. It's lighter in color. Yeah. It does. It doesn't even resemble. A fat tire. It, that's didn't Sam Adams do the same thing like last like year? They revamped uh, Boston Lager and made it. They said lighter and crisper or something. Yeah, but I saw like people online were just like screaming sacrilege. Like how could New Belgium do such a thing? I actually Jay and I got to have that that new recipe of it when we were at their uh, facility in Asheville, and it was good, man. It was crisp. Like it was nice. Because we got it out of the bright tank, and I'm like, this doesn't... I asked the, the girl that was giving us a tour, I'm like, are you sure this is Fat Tire? Because this looks nothing like Fat Tire. Yeah, it's like gold now. Yeah, it's but like it was good. It was really good. But I, I guess a lot of the, quote, purists are just like... Because it's so old school, and it's a beer that everybody, you know, kind of... A lot of people, they brought them into craft beer, so they're just like, how could New Belgium change up the classic recipe? So I didn't know if... Maybe you guys had seen it or... I knew when New Belgium came to Louisiana for the first time, me and Caleb, like, went around trying to find it. Yeah, it was like... So oh, yeah, sure. Like, those were the days. Remember when, like, a beat of strawberry used to be, like, a hot thing? Dude, I remember riding all over to every Albertsons and Calandros and everyone just trying to find a six-pack. I remember losing it for, like, ten roof wheat. <laughs> like, I don't know why that beer, but, like, at the... Yeah, no, sorry, watermelon the, wheat. The watermelon really? wheat, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. At, at the time, I, I think... What, I don't even know what, what year that would have been, but I guess I was kind of more starting to get into some of the craft beer and stuff, and, like, I drove all around town and found it at a random bar. I think I had that beer. The turn row? <laughs> no, it was, um... They did a watermelon wheat. Like, oh, the yeah. very first time they ever made watermelon wheat. I it wouldn't have been long after they I opened it. I think that like, my Facebook like this is what you did 12 years ago it's like watermelon wheat check it out it tasted <laughs> le- nothing like watermelon no at all it was uh, <laughs> not pleasant yeah, I just remember it not being that good it was just like something new at that point like, sure yeah. now it's odd to think about getting excited I over lost it like when that. I saw cane break yeah. Oh, yeah way a long time just ago anything new yeah. sure I remember when Tenroof released Turn Row because it was it was when uh, Tom and Alex. His, Alex. and Alex were there brewing, and it was a guy in their homebrew club. It was a recipe. Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that beer was hugely successful, basically because it, it, it was like a clone of a, of a Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, like, it had those flavor profiles. And that was a really popular beer for Tin Roof. Hey, if you talk out. to Charlie, it's a different story, but... Do you well, know Charlie's story? Because I want to hear Yeah, you know he, he used yeah. some very expensive uh, coriander, coriander yeah. like, specific yeah. for his version. I think and, he used a lot more, too. Right, mm-hmm. and then I think Tin Roof maybe dialed it back because of the price and everything so. or something, and yeah. or just chose not to use the one he picked. They just picked a random one or something. So Charlie was never originally happy with the beer because it didn't taste like his version at all. <laughs> no, Charlie. Charlie? I know. I know. We've offered to let him come brew it at, at our place, <laughs> and we'll buy whatever spice he needs. Right, yeah, yeah. And he said, okay, so we'll set it up. I do remember him coming into the brewery when I was running the tap room over there, and him just, like, he would – I don't think he ever drank it. I think he would come in and drink everything else, but he wouldn't drink turn. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a little bitter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. 
But I remember him, like, he'd come in there, and him and Tom would sit at the end of the bar. And, and Tom would drink a turn row, and he would drink, like, I think he just got, like, the perfect blonde. 10 or so of the blonde <laughs> or something like that. One of my first experiences with Charlie was uh, still doing Red Stick Brewmasters, and I think the the beer for that month was Whit Beer. I brewed a blood orange Whit Beer with Amarillo. He drank it, and he was like, it's too dark, and it's not style. Like, that was the only, like, thing he said. <laughs> and, like, when I tell you, like, bro, like, okay. But, like, I just, like, wanted to walk He didn't hold back. <laughs> but, but what did you think yeah, of that? He did yeah, not yeah, hold but, back at but, all. But the beer, though. Yeah, but yeah, then, uh, like, but did you, would you drink it? <laughs> but then I, I was at Corporate Brewing Jack, and that was still around. He was there, and we were just there shooting the shit, talking, having a good time. He was cool. He's yeah. mellowed out a lot. Yeah. Cool <laughs> dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's I'm assuming good, an older gentleman. That was literally <laughs> yeah. him yeah. pouring the beer, holding up to the light. Holding up to the light. Like, yeah. It's too dark. It's, it's like, damn. I literally oh, saw him do that with Turner one time. He poured it, poured yeah. it, poured him a pint. Or a poor time of pint, oh, yeah. and I think he took it and was holding it up and was looking at it, and I think he sat down and he just shook his head. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was before I knew he was the guy that did the rest. This is a 17 yeah. SRM and not 13. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Probably one of the best beers I've ever had, like from a homebrew level, was his uh, Hellas that he made. That that's junk good. is that's some good junk. I don't think I ever had that from Man, him. that's good. Real, real good. Good enough to go back for seconds, that's for sure. So we just poured uh, just a saison from Gillo. That's nice, man. I like it. It's a saison. You better yeah, go yeah, get right. it before yeah. it sells out. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Be down the doors. That's it. Get when over you there, post man. about it, just put some fire emojis and yeah. sure that gets people yeah. out. Yeah. 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 People love that. Just, just be like, this beer is moving fast. You better be here before it's gone. Come and get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a saison. It's, it's it a, is it's, what it is, and that's all it is. I think the, this whole beer came from, uh, like, uh, what the fuck are we going to brew this weekend? And we sure. just didn't, like, have a brew schedule and just, like, looked at what we had in inventory. And we're like, all right, well, let's take this, this, and that. And we had a Saison brick of yeast. It's like, all right, well, fuck it. Well, I guess we're making a Saison. Yeah. That's what's yeah. great about Saison. You could literally throw anything. It's literally all It's the most independent style there is. Even smoke malt. Even smoke malt. I think it's just Pilsner and Saison. It's basically a smash beer. It's Pilsner, Saison, and Saison yeast. It's I mean, nothing special. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it 3711? It's the... Uh, it's the French, yeah. The French Saison. Yeah. It's nice and dry. Yeah. yeah. The Belgian... That uh, peppery. That Belgian tends to be a stubborn asshole when it gets to like... 1038, 1040. If you don't have a way to heat the damn thing, yeah. then it just Yeah, I remember uh, Robert at Brew Parade told us a story that they had brewed in a Saison using that yeast and it got stalled at like 1030, 35, whatever. And like he went and bought hair dryers and like put them next to the wow. fermenter. <laughs> like, wow. He's like, I just, we, they couldn't get it to heat up to finish. But like, once it gets through like that week or two, it'll like eventually start. We've we've been using the uh, Saisenstein, Saisenstein, yeah. whatever. It's the it's the cross that Omega does between cool. the Belgian and the French. They uh, GMO that that yeast together. That's so cool. You get you get the flavor of the Belgian and the dryness of the French. Nice. So it and it doesn't stop. They actually go. not GMO. They bred it like. Well, that's true. They yeah. That was Which before they started. Dean's like, no, you're wrong, kids. <laughs> well, uh, no, they're doing. Like, there is a difference. Though. <laughs> no, he's right though. They actually did that before they started. I think the GMO. They're doing all kinds of GMO well, yeast like, now. Yeah. So when you sexually breed yeast like that, you get 
a hundred different offspring. So Did you have, say sexually breed yeast? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I never heard that before. Well, it, normally yeast is asexual, so it just splits. It's a cell that <laughs> splits. When two guests yeah. love each other. But you can yeah. stress them out. <laughs> yeast and loves They'll itself. exchange genetics, and you get the problem oh, wow. with that is you get a hundred different versions of that. Right. So some of those yeasts are going to have what they're shooting for was the flavor of one and the attenuation, the sugar eating capacity of another. Okay. But you're not going to get that combo just off the bat first try. So they had to do hundreds of different just and find the one that they wanted as opposed to GMO where they know that the gene and they just pick it out, pick it out, put it's it It's got to be tough too, like yeah. mutations and stuff and just every yeah. time you pitch yeah. or things changing and so... Didn't they do the same thing with a clean yeast that, and they just gave it the like the, so, the yeah. sugar eating exactly. capability of like a saison yeast, but they just took out some of the other. They're doing some crazy stuff. I mean, they're some of their beer yeast produce lactic acid, so yeah. you don't have to use bacteria. You, you can, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Now they're all with the enzymes or the way it interacts with right. the hops, with the thiolize and things like that. So. Find we'll let them stick to yeast. We just make beer. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the thiolized stuff. Really? It's I just, love it's it. It's not my thing. I don't, I don't know why. I, I enjoyed that one we did for the collab. I, I brought it. I love it. I love that fruitiness and how it's like so crisp and clean still. It's like still, dank and fruity. I, I think a lot of it is people getting into my head about it. Because like uh, Wes, who used to... Southern oh, Southern Craft, craft yeah. yeah. He was like, it smells like rubber bands and passion fruit. And I was like, it That's does smell like passion fruit, you got but the passion now fruit. I can't get, I guess it's the power of suggestion, right? It's like, I can't get rubber bands out of my mind. And then this weekend, uh, my brother-in-law was very much Coors Light drinker. I was like, hey, try this shit. And he was like, this tastes like white Franzia. I was like, dude, now I cannot get that out of wow. my mind. So, anyway, we'll drink that later. I yeah. Know, like, cut everybody off is, is it predictable like does it do the similar things with different hops or is it just like the thialized the yeah we only used the one but the point with the thialized yeast it only works with certain hops and like you have to mash with it there's like it's not just a yeast you just pitch and that's it you have to actually do a few things to like get to get it to work the way it's supposed to I find it would be like a lot more successful if it was just like in an IPL or something yeah, but like just the what what we did with the New Zealand lager, it was still good. It was still a drinkable beer, but like our version with Matsueka, find that when you drink it, it's kind of like you have to drink it, and then like at first you're like this is weird, and then it just grows on you after you drink a few. Theirs is a lot more approachable because Bobby had threw like some <laughs> the hops into the whirlpool as soon as he was it was awesome. I was like, fuck it, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's also something like. When you think of a lager or you see Pilsner, you think super clean, super crisp, like very neutral. Thialize is not that. Um, so we have an Australian sparkling ale. So once people come in and they're like, hey, we want a Pilsner lager, and they see our Pilsner, and I'm like, that drinks more like an ale because it's got that fruitiness. And ales, I think, generally are fruitier. But the knifey, spoony, the Australian ale is like so super light, clean, and crisp. It's like, if you're looking for a typical lager, drink that, even though it says ale. So that thialized lager, because it just accentuates that fruitiness so much, it just, I enjoy it. I see why people don't. It doesn't drink like a lager. 
And it Caleb, why'd you shake your head on that? It, well, the, <laughs> that's the difference. Spooky, but, yeah. I don't want to get into why that beer even exists. I didn't so, even mention yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like we should, maybe. I don't I know. I fucked up. It's fine. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Nugget. <laughs> Just the two hops are very close and similar, yeah, but not in alpha acids. Anyway, the beer that we're drinking right now is probably one of my favorite yeah. styles of beer that doesn't sell at all. Yeah. My brewery. This well, is from Agile. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. What are we drinking? What is this? The barrel age. Barrel age. Barrel age. It's got two. Barrel, yeah, barrel, barrel, dark strong. Two oh, things yeah. going for it: Belgian dark strong and barrel. Yeah. You put a beer in a barrel, I'm drinking so, the hell out like of it. Kirk Holzer's um, favorite beer over there at Agile. He loves this beer. This. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hitting job. all the right notes. And you can't go wrong with. I mean, it's a dark strong, like you said, in, in yeah. barrel aged. It's an under. I wish more. I get why people can't drink 9, 10, 12% versions of this, but I wish more people could drink Belgian Dark Strong than they sell. Yeah. We have lots of fans of this beer. Oh, they just come in, yeah. that's all they drink. Oh, that boy. is literally all they drink. Hopefully they're taking down. Ubers home. That's yeah. how we made a quad. That shit stayed on tap for like four or five months. Just, we didn't can it. You know, people were just like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't a bad people beer. Are picky. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I think I think one of our hindrances is we don't really have the ability to barrel age something. So we're kind right. of looking at the faux barrel age stuff because the way we planned the brewery out when we started, when we first when we were like doing the blueprints and stuff, we're just like, okay, well, I wasn't in charge of that; it was somebody else. And we didn't. <laughs> when I think about it now, we really should have just had an open floor plan just like this, where I can actually move fucking barrels and coopers from the back right, yeah, to the yeah. front. It would make a whole lot more sense. Plus, the aesthetic would just be a lot better. So, uh, yeah, there's that. But this this beer is really good. Yeah, I enjoy it. This is nice. I was yeah. gonna say, if you need to mention name, you can. I can bleep it out later. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I feel like we all know. We all yeah. know what you mean. It's like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I love when I go to a brewery and I see anything that says barrel, I'm just, or a bar, I'm just. Anything that says Belgian, really, it's like, shit, that's like my call, calling sign. Yeah. Like, come, and, come and drink me. Yeah. Who did I see just, just brewed a stout recently? I mean, ours will we be out next week. It was Bob. Uh, no, it was a uh, Bobby posted at the church. We all, well, yeah, we all posted was, about like what kind of stuff. To yeah, and I was absolutely like, massive. <laughs> yeah. I didn't That's see huge. the comments, but now <laughs> I'm curious what they yeah. were. Yeah. I said, I told him, I, I, I said y'all should do uh, an old rest beaten club. Yeah, I, I, do something like that. I just said huge. Bobby, yeah. uh, that's what we, we just do standard Russian Imperial. That's yeah. all it is. I think we're going to do like Serpicetics, like do coffee and vanilla and all that. But yeah, but yeah. I just, my roommate saw it, it was, he was on Facebook looking, and he's like, it's fucking 112 degrees outside, somebody's releasing a stout. I'm oh, like, bro, it's always stout season. It's always stout season. How hot it's, it is. That's you got air conditioning, it's stout season. I have, yeah. I'm drinking a stout. <laughs> yeast all over the floor of my, my house right now. Is that the yeast just going to town and that shit? Yeah. It's amazing. That's why they make floor drains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could I add one behind the front? Yeah, I've, every time nice. it blows up, it never goes in the drain. Fuck. No. <laughs> Has there been a, uh, a style of beer that you guys haven't brewed yet that you want to brew to put on? Like, There's plenty that we have. There's a lot. Right, yes. Yeah. But is there one I mean, like in particular, like a favorite that you guys like? That's right like, now, yeah, Belgian like Dark this. Strong. Like, like, <laughs> like we're, we're talking about, like, we want to do a Belgian Dark Strong beer. So. We've been talking yes. about that for, like, a year, at least a year, if not longer. Yeah. Um, 
So like Dodge and Dark Strong would be our short list. I'm sure there's a more. Yeah. That and uh, English barley wine. That's Foreshadowing. That's <laughs> oh, dun dun dun. <laughs> okay. That's tough sell right no. there. No. Um, I'd say for me, like ESB, just because I find that it's approachable and seems like an easy beer to brew. Uh, will it sell in Gonzales? Probably not. That's you, the problem. What if you call it ESG? ESG, that's actually good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of the first beers I drank when uh, I started getting into craft beers. When I was still in the military, it was all like, you know, go to the PX and get like suitcases of Miller Lite for 13 bucks on the weekend. You're right. good. Right? Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you get Red Hook ESB. And that was like the beer that kind of started it for me. And I was like, a really good beer. You can't even find that shit. I was about to say, is that SoPro's cool? Jack the Sipper yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good that beer. That was a good beer. don't make that anymore, no. right? Yeah. So. A good like it has to be a good ESB. It's simple. So be good. Uh, what makes a good ESB? What's the probably traditional English malts and good yeast. Yeah. Just Fuggles or EKG or yeah. something. Yeah, the trick yeah. is in the yeast. Yeah. yeah, there's you gotta pick the right English yeast for a like a great one. Yeah. I will say one of the worst beers I ever had that was an English but it was an yeah. they they marketed it as an English IPA, so they just over hopped it and I was. It was like drinking dirt, and that sounds awful. It was terrible. It doesn't sound good at all. Uh, three pounds per barrel dry hop of fuggles. It was. So. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what it was. No. I don't yeah, actually, no. it was. <laughs> just, just it was. No, it was. The idea. The idea is really earthy. It was an English IPA, and yeah, earthy. it was all fuggles, and I was like, man, I like English styles. Like, okay, now nah, when you IPA in English style, it doesn't work. And, and another one, I, I like. Uh, Doppelbox and Dunkelbox. Uh, We've done one, Y'all did the Murder Loaf, right? Yeah. I drank that shit constantly. When I was yeah. Murder Loaf was the bomb. Because yeah. it was like drinking banana nut bread yeah. Yeah. in a glass. That's what I, I used like to that. love about... Uh, what was what was the, the the brewery that did the banana bread beer? Young's? Young's, Not yeah. Right here, yeah, 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 Young's. I used yeah. to drink the shit out of that beer. I was like, this is amazing. It's to sell out a lot of the code. Yep, drinking in the cove. Speaking of box, I used to when I was when I first started hanging out with the bulldog, lobotomy box. Yeah, I used to drink the hell out of that. I remember that one. Was it um, Adventinus? Uh, oh, I drank that the, the other. Bock, huh? I drank that. Well, they brew a couple of different ones. Yeah, but I had that dirt watching the LSU uh, baseball game at uh, Chimes. And I shouldn't have. Yeah, but, it's, it's a strong ass beer. Yeah, though. eight nine percent dark wheat. Yeah, but um, knock you on your ass. Celebrator. Um, that was a good so one that I used to like. Yeah, I think that's Polymer. Yeah, that is uh, poster child for Doppelbach. Yeah. We, I mean, we have uh, several beers that we haven't brewed yet, but that's only because we're young. <laughs> we yeah, haven't gotten around to them yet, so <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna brew everything. Yeah, I mean, we haven't actually done a wit. We just brewed one. Uh, have the beers that are on my list, like stuff I wanted to do. You brought up. Yeah, Municalis. We've actually never brewed a Municalis. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah, the wits sell good for us. They've sold well for us for the past two years. This year, not so much. It's just weird. It comes and goes. Like, yeah. Sometimes, like my best seller will be this, and I just released uh, the juice run, and then the next week, my best seller will be wit that. It's you never know. it's hard because like we have people that come in, and I think we all can attest to this is like. I like wheat, so why don't you brew a wheat? Because if I brew a wheat, it will sit for six months and not sell. 
Exactly. Um, and that's the problem is like we want, I think everybody knows like all the brewers here, we all want to brew other beers. But if you're not coming to buying it, like that's we just can't, you know. <laughs> There's um, that rubber band smell. That's the tough thing is like we would like there's right. a, yeah, there's a right. rubber band smell. The power suggestion is a No, I don't smell thing. it, the fact that you said it. <laughs> Damn it. Quit quit uh, putting that in people's heads, man. Has that note in it. But I tell you what, when it's like fermenting, the whole brew house smells like mango and passion fruit. It's nuts. Oh. Yeah, it was straight passion fruit. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, so this is our Zoom cocktails. And this is the one Nelson, right? Yes, which I think completely gets covered up by the yeast. I agree. Yeah, there it's yeah. That's what I was saying. It's weird with that yeast because what the notes that it brings up is not the what you think from the hops. Like yeah. if you told me this was Nelson, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Like drinking it. And I, I ran off some of this into a fermenter and took it home and fermented with a different lager yeast, and it tastes completely different. Yeah. So that yeah. that yeast is a lot of it, most yeah. of it. But the it's, yeast uh, uses the hops, right? It does, so you do mash hopping to create, to release um, bound thiols, I guess, yeah. so that the yeast can take it and do their thing with it and make all these wonderful aromas and flavors. So um, I think this actually, we didn't, there's only certain hops, my understanding, that you can throw in the mash yeah. that will get you some of the flavors that you're looking for. Um, Nelson wasn't one of them, so I think we threw in like just a touch of Saz, which happens to be one. I think it's like Cascade, Cascade Saz, yeah, yeah. and then Matueka is yeah. actually one of them. Yeah, we use um, Matueka. Yeah. yeah, it's weird how like you can all, technically to get the most out of the yeast, you can only use certain hops as far as the mashing goes. The rest it doesn't matter, but that's where I guess the secret is or whatnot. Even with the mash hopping, you're not going to pull any bitterness out of it because yeah. you're not going to get any. You're not going to extract any isomers at that. Yeah, because it's not at 180. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah, you are, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it was a cool experiment for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I can definitely see using this in an India pale lager. IPL, oh, I think yeah. it would be IPL, IPL would be or, perfect for this. Yeah, or even a West Coast IPA like either of those. Yeah, or West Coast lager. You know, we, that's what we do with Seven Tap. Yeah. Yeah, they, I love that beer, by the way. I've, that I've beer is so, so damn good. I don't, don't know. I, I can't have an opinion about it. I, don't, I haven't had it's it. Fantastic. But the idea when we were running by the Semtap crew was like, yeah, like, want to like do all this shit. Like, I think we did uh, New York Cascade in the mash, which I'm not sure if you smell the New York Cascade, but it's an array of like grapefruit and cantaloupe. It's like, it's unlike a regular Cascade that you get for like, six seven dollars a pound you know but no it was it was really fun and then they they use the blend in the dry hop called turkey's neck or turkey's turkey's pick what yeah it's called turkey's pick yeah that's called turkey's pick and it's a blend of three different hops i gotta look at it Um, we're still talking about beer right yeah 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 (laughs) absolutely is it like the old so they're li- literally magicians at seven ten. That's exactly. What's happening. Yeah, <laughs> they're making their own oblongs. There's something. And yeah, let's see if I can find the. <laughs> Those guys have been beer. killing it, man. They they I put think out so, some yeah. really good beer. Yeah, no, like they're and they're just they're just great dudes. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. they're like, awesome. Fantastic people. people. And uh, you know, you know, then they reached out to us, and we reached out to them. Uh, I think we y'all brewed that uh, collab with them though. Hopnotic Swamp Ride, which yeah, that was that the shit best was delicious. Beer. It was that was so the good. best beer at Zaps, 
hands down. That shit was... Yeah. Hop Nautic funny. was insane. That was a great beer. You know, it's like, it's hard to find a good West Coast IPA out there. And I think that y'all, you guys executed that very, very well. Yeah, that was a fun one because that was a different... It wasn't the Thialize, but it was like that Cosmic Puncher or, or another version of something like that, I believe. So that, that Zaps Weekend, we got hammered with I don't want to talk about Zaps <laughs> So the turkey's pick is a blend, it's a New Zealand blended Rwaka, Motir, and Matueka. And then What's on top Motir? Of it, what is that? That's another New Zealand hop. It's like a lesser known. Yeah, it's, but it's supposed to create lemon, lime, citrus, kumquat, floral, and bold tropical aromas. Sounds like ma- And on top of that, they well, I think they used the theolized yeast and then Sam put a theol booster in it. Which, Jeez. Whatever. Hopefully I got that right. Hit that NOS button. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we had a lot of fun brewing that with them. And then, you know, the, the K to Key Mexico when we go there, which oh, is Key Mexico. good shit. Yeah. So good. Which is like, have you ever had, like, that the poblano chicken, whatever they have, with the, it's got mushrooms in it, which you wouldn't think of, like, put mushrooms in a taco. That shit is legit. They got a chicken taco so on the menu. It's got cactus in it. Fucking stupid. It's good. Yeah. If y'all, everything there is great. Up there yeah. I have, yeah, yeah twice. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Because after I ate there one time, we had to go back. And yeah. dude, there's literally jack shit in Shreveport yep. in Bossier yeah. City. Key Mexico. Key Mexico. Yeah, wasn't it a food eat. truck that turned into brick and mortar? I think so. Oh, what um, I heard. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think so. I was, yeah. when me and my roommate were going to Dallas a couple weekends ago to go see Metallica, like we left early enough. I was like, dude, we can stop off in Shreveport. We can go to Key Mexico, get some lunch. I hit up Kobe and Jose. He's like, hey, man, are y'all going to be around? I'm going to stop at the brewery. And he's like, yeah, we'll be there. Like, y'all come hang out, have some beers. Unfortunately, we didn't make it because we got in a wreck yeah. on the base and didn't even make it to Lafayette. Uh, didn't right. make it to Dallas at all. So, <laughs> But luckily, I'll be up in Shreveport in October. Jay and I will be up there doing some podcasting. Yeah, add a- Seven Tap and, and Great Raft. So yeah. that'll be fun. Those two are very fun. Like, it sucks that they're so far away because those two are yeah. probably my favorite right. breweries. I agree. Like, I still haven't been to Flying Tiger though. Like uh, as far as like a distro, New England, the Final Wrestling Place is pretty good. Final I Wrestling love that beer. beer. Yeah. It's a very good beer when it's fresh. It's yeah. a, obviously if it's a shelf turn. Yeah, it's yeah. like it that, do it justice. Some, there's some kind of balance about that beer. Like it's still got yeah. a bitterness to it to me Those versus beers. like a lot of New Englands currently don't have that. We're just stripping all the bitterness out and just having that. Aroma and flavor, but I'll typically drink New England's on a daily basis. Their spot's wow. pretty cool. I know they just put a little pizza spot inside the brewery doing food. At Seven Tap? Oh, uh, you know, it's Flying Tiger. Oh, yeah. yeah. They just did that. Uh, pizza looks really good. That's, a, that's another thing you guys got to deal with food. Like, Keith, y'all have Eric back there in, in the food truck slinging out food. Uh, Gil has got gets food trucks. Justin, you guys yeah. have an issue. We had <laughs> we had food trucks, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, food yeah. Trucks. Off mic, we'll talk yeah, about that. But I mean, I mean we'll talk on mic. I don't care. I'll call yeah, I mean, out. you can't. You absolutely yeah. can't. Like, I don't care. But yeah. uh, I mean, food's a big thing. Food's a food. Food is something that drives people to stay at a brewery. You know, if you don't have food, people are drinking and they get hungry. There's, there's a good chance if they leave, they're not coming back. So it helps. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that, like, more that it's a draw, it's that it's a way to keep people there. Right. Like, I think that's the biggest plus size for it. Yeah. So. And, I mean, right it's now. when you 
unfortunately, we have landlords being well, not even landlords, and we have tenants. Yeah, it's not landlord for <laughs> tenants, us. In, tenants in a, in a spot where they're being kind of shitty about things, it makes it tough. But uh, yeah, I mean, we done a we we were doing a lot of food trucks for a while, and I mean, they went well. So I guess that's the problem: is that like success breeds jealousy or whatnot, or God, that's whatever you right want to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, weird names. Unfortunately. When you're, gets uh, Caleb didn't yeah. get any. We have, we actually have some of the coolers still. So, sure. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, I think we have one crowd left of what y'all right, bought. You yeah, any of your own beer? Hopefully, it's still good. <laughs> um, this is the Zoom call New Zealand Pilsner. Oh, it's the collab you guys. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this is their version, Gillis version. Okay. So we just we drank the their Nelson soldiers. version. This is our Matawaka version. And I like y'all's came out. Y'all's came across with a little more like bitterness, that. which I like. Oh, it's Bobby. Yeah, Bobby I'm fine with that. it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good beer. It grows on you. It's not something I would typically drink. So I guess when I drink lagers, when I drink them, especially when I'm drinking this, I just want something more traditional. Yeah. So, man, I just want like a crisp, minerally German lager, Czech lager, something like that. Yeah. It's it's different. It's cool that we experimented with it and tried it. It's yeah. not something I would drink on a daily basis. But, um, no, it's it's cool, you know. Some you definitely get, like, that lime zest, that lemon-lime. Like, That's what yeah. it, I was trying to figure out what that is. Okay. Yeah, like, I think y'all's hops came across way more than ours yeah, in our beer. So. But it was a cool experiment. It's definitely a yeast I'd be willing to try again in a different style or whatnot. Like, sure. I'm glad we tried it. And yeah. So, got some experience with it. These is something y'all have, y'all have done over at Agile. The thylized yeast. Yeah. yeah. No. That's, that's something you don't want to <laughs> deal with. Well, a lot of this, the new stuff that's coming to market right now, I'm, I'm, at least personally, I'm like, I'll let everyone else try it out. So Let's see how they're troubleshooting it. Like, find out how many batches are being dumped. Yeah. <laughs> what about smart. The, yeah. That is smart. Uh, what about these yeast strings that have been coming out that are supposed to like mimic? The, the qualities of hops like you're supposed to get citrus like get those citrus flavors out of the yeast instead of using the hops like if any of y'all seen that I, I read an article about it I read an article about that yeah you can actually make a hopless beer that tastes like it has hops right yeah it pulls thiols from the malt so it's just like the thiolized so but like more I think that's the thialized yeast like that's yeah. okay. kind of what the, because like if you did none of the other special techniques the malt itself has <laughs> Thiles in it, just yeah. not as much, and the yeast will pull that out if you did nothing else with it. So. That's so that's so strange. Like I can't imagine like drinking like an IPA that has no hops in it, right. it's all coming from like the yeast. That's just weird to it me. It would be interesting. I've never had. I haven't heard anything about like a no hop. But I mean, if you think of a Belgian beer, you're not drinking a Belgian beer for the hops. You're drinking yeah. it for the yeast. Yeah, true. yeah it's so, all the yeast. The hops uh, in the ball plays second. Like I mean, there's definitely. Beer. Some English yeast that throw off like the flavors you would get out of hops as right, esters yeah. and stuff. So some yeah. different New England IPA yeast and stuff, but you still I, I don't think it's strong enough to do a beer without hops. Like it's right. just like yeah. hints of those right. flavors. Yeah, yeah. If you could even from a cost perspective, if you can like get by with throwing an ounce instead of a pound maybe. And I think that's what like, it is. Like a lot of the, the hop formers are kinda complaining about it because it it's like they're basically saying you can brew this without using 
X amount of hops. The forty dollar like pound of hops at the jar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so they're sorry. you know they're like this is bullshit. You can't yeah, you know right. whatever. But I'd be interested to try try a beer in that you know with that yeast just to see like using less amount less hops yeah, I mean, in that beer if you're kind of balancing it with you know with that yeast strain. It'd be interesting. I mean that's a cool thing. Like that's. And probably think, cheaper for you guys. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the biggest thing with all of us with the hazy IPAs yeah. and, like, the hop to excessive amounts. It's just, like, from a cost perspective, it's just not feasible. Well, the big thing with that, would the nice thing would be loss. You wouldn't have... Yeah, no loss, no... My biggest thing, like, with that is, like, yeah, you can... You can there's advanced hop products like the Incognito and the Salvo and also being added that does actually increase your yield. Yeah. But you don't necessarily get as much juicy factor or hazy biotransformation, they call it, yeah. without actually adding the T90 pellets in there. Yeah. So you can do it at a much less rate, but still kind of have a high output of yeah. that kind of vibe in the beer. Right. And that would probably affect the haze, too, on hazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're losing some of that what, polyphenol. The biotransformation of like having the hops and the yeast and all the proteins and suspension. We had did a beer that was almost exclusively all Lupo Max and all that, and I tell you what, the haze fell out after like a month. It was almost a clear beer. Really? Yeah. So from an aesthetic point of view, people drink with their eyes. So if they don't right, see yeah. that something's hazy, then I'd, it's I'd be off. about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all gorgeous. Absolutely. I'm clear beer it. hashtag. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll take a West Coast over East Coast any day of the week. I yeah. think it's like, I were day, discussing this the other day, like, if I'm having a hazy, I want it to be the turviest, turbidest, murkiest thing I've ever had. Yeah. If yeah. I'm drinking a West Coast, I want it to be crystal clear. So it's just like yeah. your mindset going into whatever you think you're drinking, you know? It's, it's like it almost makes it taste better. And some of the best beers uh, that style I've had were like hybrids. I think we talked about doing too, we're about to do one. We're about to do it. Yeah, I just bought the grains for it. I was oh, gonna, well, it's, like, it's, it's going down. down. It's yeah. going Breaking down. Breaking news, you so, and me, BB Podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more like you know, you know, Biggie and uh, what's the Biggie and Tupac? Biggie and Snoop. Oh, or, or, yeah, yeah, it's a f- fusion. Fusion. Coast. Fusion. Coast. But those are the best IPA, beers. Yeah, yeah. Like, you still take the uh, the, the mouthfeel and the look and the aromatic qualities you right. have from the New England, but you still have those bitter, crispy aromatics of the West Coast. That's Right up We've done that. I mean, we did that with y'all with our uh, all West Coast hop New England. Salsa shark. But we did it with Urban Salad too, where we did all German hops, which you wouldn't think of with a hazy IPA. And I mean, that's I, I think that's kind of the fun thing is like there's other things you can do besides oh juicy tropical. Like you can get those from other ways. So yeah. if a yeast can provide it, then it's just another tool in the arsenal or whatever. Absolutely. When did that transition happen to where, like, West Coast just got looked at as not the beer of choice anymore, and then these hazy East Coast juicy IPAs became, like, like, the thing? Alchemist. Alchemist Alchemist was the first. Well, like, Hedy Topper and Focal Banger and all that. Was it Trillium and Treehouse as well, like, jumping in on that? Yeah, Yeah, they were after. I think it was also just, like, West Coast breweries or breweries that were brewing West Coast jumping the shark and, like, we're going to make this 150 IBU face melting right, yeah, like yeah. green flash do in their palette records. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. There was <laughs> like, there was not, it was an arms off. race. There was a, <laughs> there was a bitterness arms race, not even so much a hops arms yeah, race. Right, yeah, yeah. When it really was like, you started getting like some, I, I'm a big bitter hop fan. And like, there was some that was just like, 
this is undrinkable and like i think that when you have something that's like drinks like orange juice it's not yeah i I think that's why the new england's exploded yeah and have kept the rain is because they're so approachable yeah so bitter flavors are not approachable no no right you you can get a choir you can get acclimated to them and and they're fine but not as easy as a hazy ipa we just get all those citrus and tangerine and great well, and, and, and so oh, yeah. I, I mean to me like new england's came out and all of a sudden people that didn't like ipas could drink ipas and hey look at me i'm with the cool kids now right. i'm drinking ipa at the beer bar and that's why to me it just exploded and yeah. so soft bitterness it trendy you, you know were, you were hanging out with your cool friends that like <laughs> were into craft beers yeah. right like, hey look i'm into craft beer too no you're not you're into orange juice and sunny yeah. that's what you're into yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not into beer it's funny, it used to be like you'd get people when the hazy IPAs were becoming a thing, it was like you'd get people, oh, I don't like IPAs. We'll try this one. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, I love IPAs, and you give them a West Coast IPA. <laughs> what, like, is what is this? What is this? this is terrible. The amount of times behind the bar, it was like, oh, I love IPAs. Okay, do you like the juicy or do you like the bitter? Because, like, you know, you, you give them the wrong one, man, it's yeah. over with. Yeah. Yeah, I've got friends that love Jucifer, but if I gave them like a Sierra Nevada, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, this is not the same thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Torpedo's my jam. Torpedo's good, man. It's a good, it's a good job, man. It's crazy, though. Like, I was, I was in Anaheim at the beginning of the year, and like all the breweries out there are doing hazy IPAs. Yeah. Which, I mean, being on the West Coast, I'm like, man, I'm going to drink some good West Coast IPAs. And like, Monkish had two on the menu and everything else was hazies. I mean, uh, gr- Monkish makes great hazy IPAs. Monkish, they're practicing their entire economy. Yeah, and Bottle Logic, Bottle Logic had more uh, West Coast, for sure. They, I think they had like maybe four on, on, on their tap, but a lot of Bottle Logic stuff was stouts, barrel-aged stouts and stuff like that, and I got hammered. I spent the whole entire afternoon sitting at the bar at Bottle Logic and just ordering barrel-aged stouts. I was like, I'm not driving. We're taking an Uber back to the hotel. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a bad time. So good that we, Cliff and I ended up going back like a day and a half later because we were like, I want more Bottle Logic. I need to bring more Bottle Logic home. But a good West Coast IPA, I mean, you you can't really beat it. No, I definitely... I definitely have a place and time for them, and I enjoy them still. Um, and, like, I know y'all were talking when I walked away, but, like, how you have to tell the patrons when they come in, like, do you like clear? Do you like bitter? Do you like hoppy? Do you like juicy? Do you like cloudy? Do you like, you know? I love Jerome Yeah, we were talking about it, so I had to grab this. This is a good beer, man. I love this beer. Brew Curry Malcolm in the, how do you say it? Middle? Middle fruit? Middle, middle fruit. Middle fruit. Middle fruit. I that's love Brew Curry, mm-hmm. but it's too damn small and it's too damn hot. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, a perfect place to drink this, though. No, it is absolutely one hundred percent. Yeah, I saw the thing they were oh, doing their uh, their Lager Fest. Yeah, and yeah, they were gonna yeah they were gonna have some guest taps. And they were told yeah they were told they couldn't have the guest taps. Yeah, ATC shut them down. That's good. Yeah. that's pretty that's pretty crappy. I know. Yeah, well. Louisiana hates people making money. Yeah, right. apparently. Unless it's them. Yeah, right. Yeah, they got a really cool canner over there that we're thinking about getting. But, uh, yeah. Is that the one I got? We were discussing that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it on a cart. Like, yeah, it's a little canner. You can buy a little cart from Uline, and it's like 19 grand. And, yeah. Uh, I we talked about him, it. like, how, how, how it works for them. Like, is it doing a good job? For them? He said it's, it's great. 
works well, purges CO2, gives a good seal, no issues so far. So, yeah. No, this is fantastic. A little I hazy, love which this. is nice. Yeah. I love this beer. It's a good beer. Uh, Almost like a Keller beer, where it's yeah. like unfiltered and full body. Speaking, that, man. speaking of canning stuff, and I hate to bring this up, Brad, but no, I don't. No, please. I, I, want, <laughs> I, w- I wanted to ask you, I've, you know, just because I've seen people talk about stuff. I know recently you guys have had some issues with crawlers. Absolutely. Have, have y'all been able to like work that out? Because the 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 couple crawlers I got of Juice Run were fine. Yeah. I had no issues with them whatsoever. But yeah, I know yeah. I've seen people comment about no, them. No, we we had uh, um, an issue there for a while. I think it was like maybe like a week where uh, I guess there was a roller that was on the seal. Yeah. It was just kind of wobbly fantastic bartenders and tell us <laughs> we actually like, hey what's going on was like oh yeah it's been wobbling for about a week it's like why didn't you tell me anything? right so anyway we we replaced the roller we fixed it everything's so fine that 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 is fine um as far as the 16 ounce there's really no viable way to do that like you're doing crowds yeah yeah right absolutely it, it'd be shelf stable right um you really need to have some type of canning line to make sure that that is Saying like you could fill it up and just make sure there's a disclaimer like hey you gotta drink this within like a week yeah, or something I think yeah. waiting a week or more yeah totally. I mean you could probably get away with some loggers and some like stouts and stuff yeah like, stouts and loggers the hazy IPA is absolutely not yeah. Yeah. so we just had lo and behold our issue happened uh, for our anniversary last year it's like of all time <laughs> of course it did the Perfect issue time. didn't have to happen during our freaking anniversary <laughs> and we released nothing but bangers and like it was it was a PR nightmare, so uh, we're just like, yeah, we're not gonna do that anymore uh, until we can actually get a viable way to do it and make right. sure it's successful and uh, it's shelf stable. So uh, you do more harm to your brand. No, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't matter how how great your be- the beers you're putting it, it out. It doesn't matter. What's you put stuff out like that, and it, it, you know it's oxidizing on the shelf, or it's just going bad, or it's yeah. well, it's not it's not good at that. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, it just isn't. It's not because good. because people that don't understand are just like, oh, these people brew bad beers. Like, no, it's they don't brew bad beers. There was an issue in the well, canning process. We all know beer nerds are a different type of yelper. Yes. Mass haptors. <laughs> what we call the untappers, which, you know, Anthony Bourdain kind of described them very well as being the scum of the earth, yeah. which I firmly and wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. I'm okay with people having an opinion about something, but bashing a small business just because you had a bad experience one time, you didn't allow the business owner to actually make it up to you, that I have no respect for. But we will always make it right. Yeah. And uh, that's that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to talk about canning issues. That doesn't offend me at all. It's just um, things happen. There's thing like, especially like with a can scene, you don't know when there's going to be an issue until there is an issue. Yeah, it's you so can. microscopic. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you don't know. And there's, it's not something that just happens with small breweries like you guys. Absolutely. It happens on large scales as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just, all it takes is one little thing to I, just not work properly. I bought beer up. from national big chains. Yeah. National breweries and they've been oxidized. And they yeah, athletes. Equilibrium is a good yeah. example of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you pay a lot of money for that four pack, and better believe you better get your money's worth. Of that. Right. I mean, you're expecting people to pay 
20 dollars for a four pack. It better be good. It better be good. And it, it's weird too with like prowlers. Like there's just a different expectation. Like people know they have to drink that soon versus yeah, yeah. a four pack might be sitting in a fridge for God knows how. So long. what's the shelf life on a crowler unopened? If it's purged completely and you cap it with foam, it should be good for at least two weeks. It was perfectly done. Yeah. You would probably want to drink that within a week. The yeah, way I, we, yeah, the way we tell people is like, please drink it as soon as possible. Yeah. Like, if you're looking within a week, you're fine. After a week, it's kind of on you. That's the risk that you're taking. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, there's definitely been crawlers I have forgotten in the cooler and drank, like, a year later, and they were okay. But, like, I would not recommend it. Yeah, we had a West Coast that sat in a crawler for six months back in the thing, and we opened it, and it was better than when we released it. It was amazing, but, like, I would never leave a hazy IPA or something in one of those crowlers for more than a couple But, I mean, it's longer longer shelf life on that than if you got a growler. Yeah, because that's not that's not a perfect seal. That's just you screwing on a growler, a cap on a bottle. Yeah, Yeah, that's not really sealed. No, and it's amazing that people still do growlers. Like I don't understand. I saw. I'll I'll sell it to you. I saw. Where was I at? Where's I? Do y'all fill growlers? I'll I'll fill a growler all day long. (laughs) I don't care. I hated. When I worked at Tin Roof, I hated that. What I do for growlers, I'll charge them for two growlers and take ten percent off or fifteen percent off. Yeah, it does I, seem like a more of a pain in the ass. We've never filled a growler here, so I, don't I know, won't it because it's like it more of a it's, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the guy on the uh, Facebook blasting us like I bought this growler four months ago. <laughs> yeah, and fire, just, like, this undrinkable. Who's buying a growler though and, and sitting drinking on it for four all? Months? Well, no, and just drinking all that beer in one sitting. Sixty-four ounces which of beer is a lot. Which means you're going beer. to open it, right. have a glass, close it back up, then it's either yeah. oxidized or flat, and then yeah, uh, I've gotten just... growlers and like showed up to like a friend's house and like did a beer. You know, we just we're, everybody's drinking. We we'll just buy two growlers. Yeah, yeah well, I'm talking about like before you know growlers were yeah. were a thing. Growlers is such a step up in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why. Like, and that's why I try to explain to people when they ask you know like those the lids or the, the gaskets on top of the screw tops they're just bad they get old they it's really really hard to clean properly and sanitize yeah like, that's the, that's the biggest issue do you I trust have. that right. the yeah. growler you're filling is right. clean and do you trust that yeah. the customer who wasn't responsible enough to clean their growler <laughs> is not going to blame the bad beer on you comes right. up to the bar your PSA yeah. is like I don't know if you're a clean person or not so I'm not going to fill right. this for you yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't but, say that but. <laughs> I think they have test strips we could use for that <laughs> kind of like we use on the dishwasher we could just okay yeah. just spit on this dude you uh, don't smell like you take your fingernail so yeah. I'm not going to fill your ground <laughs> We need to test this first because we really don't trust you. That's we something we talked about was, like, if we did that route, it would have to be one of those where you're buying the growler here and, like, I yeah. won't fill. But I don't have the, we don't have the space for that. We don't have the money to, like, buy a we have growlers. We have people bringing little mini kegs in, you know. Really? Y'all, like, y'all feel those? They, they seal. Yeah, they pressurize. They at least seal, and, and yeah. they can put CO2 on it, and then it's good. So, so. that's one thing. I've seen people that have bought our hazy IPAs and then – like poured it in and then poured it in themselves mm-hmm. and then like took a video of it and I'm like oh my god no. it's gonna be so brown <laughs> oh, god. yeah it wasn't but thank god but yeah the, the hazies that's a whole different breed of you gotta be super careful here. yeah for sure yeah when that shit that there's no room for air once that goes that's it yeah it's not like a barley wine or a stout where a little 
oxidation isn't bad because it gives a character yeah, it goes not. quick no. hell I'm scared when it's in the tank with the hazies like I'm gonna <laughs> accidentally just like not hook up the CO2 oh, yeah. right and then fuck up oh yeah you ever start like just second guessing yourself about stuff like that where you're just like yeah. wait did I do this oh, I'll do through this step things like two and three times just because I don't think I did like right yeah and just like you know to that aspect like with the juice run that, like I said that was the first New England IPA that I brewed myself in about two years I took care of everything from brewing it to selling it and yeah. all that stuff and it turned out great not to say that anything is bad it's just more for my peace of mind just to make sure that all the steps were followed sure so things go wrong and I mean dude absolutely yeah alright it was hard to find a spot to stop <laughs> because we had so much great content just hanging out talking drinking beers but I didn't want to drop the whole two hour and 40 minute podcast so here's part one part two probably coming next month uh, maybe sooner we'll see we'll see what happens but I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, I had a blast again thank you to, to Cypress Coast for hosting us and for Gilla Brewing and Agile everyone involved for coming and hang out with us so uh, until next time for the ABV podcast I am Chuck P cheers cheers